This episode is brought to you by my signature program, Play Cafe Academy, and my group coaching program, Playmaker Society. If you want to learn more about how you can become a member in either program, head to the show notes or episode description wherever you are listening. Not only do my programs give you the complete blueprint to get from daydream to opening day in your play-based business, it will also teach you how to operate profitably and live the life that you truly dreamed of when you decided to launch this business. So head to the show notes and I look forward to welcoming you inside of my programs. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. So I have been talking a ton about cafes lately. So even though I feel like it's an incredibly important topic and like I could do 200 episodes just on how to operate a profitable cafe, this two-part episode series will be the last cafe-specific episodes for a little bit. I promise I'm going to start shaking it up. And just to give you a little preview of what I have planned for this podcast in terms of upcoming episodes – To close out your week this week, I have a few random tips about differing topics because I know how much you guys love those random tips that just pop into my head. And then for the following two weeks or so, we are going to dive head first into all things memberships, why they're important, how to price a membership, what to include, how to increase enrollment, how to retain your current members, how to incorporate online aspects, all that good stuff. And yes, two weeks means that I have at least 10 total episodes planned about memberships. Maybe a few more. We're going to have to see what questions pop up that I want to answer on this podcast. But get ready because it's going to be a fun ride, I promise. Even if memberships are not a big focus for you or you have no plans to really focus on memberships, you will still get a ton of value from these episodes. All right, so back to today's topic, which happens to be training your cafe staff. I have seven quick tips for you, and I'm going to share two of these tips in this episode, and then in part two, tomorrow's episode, I'm going to share an additional five tips. But first of all, before I get into these tips, I want to share just overall that Consistent and robust training procedures and policies will always be a win all around. Your staff will have a clear and universal set of instructions to follow that they can rely on, and your customers will get a consistent level of service or a consistent product every single time. Because we've probably all experienced one or both of these two scenarios that I'm about to go over that occur when these procedures are not in place. And by the way, I cover standard operating procedures for your entire facility a lot more in episode 11. So go back and listen to that one. But for now, before we get into the tips for today, I just want you to close your eyes and picture this scenario. So you're at a new job. You're walking in as the new person for the very first time. You sit down with your manager and they show you a certain process and they explain company standards at a high level. 
but then you're confronted with your trainer and your manager or the owner kind of passes you off. So your manager is probably a team leader who has been there for, let's say, over a year and thinks that they know better than the owner because they found a shortcut or a way to make things quote-unquote easier or quote-unquote better. You now feel confused and unsure of who to listen to because these two processes are in conflict. They contradict each other. And you can rinse and repeat the scenario every single time someone is hired. So as the new person, you see new employee after new employee walk in the door, except all new hires are trained differently by different team members. Maybe you train some of them. And now not a single person is on the same page. So you're left feeling frazzled, overwhelmed, and confused. And like you need to figure out your own way of doing things. So that's scenario one, right? I'm sure we've all been there, especially if you've ever worked in the service industry or in the retail industry. All right, now scenario number two, we're kind of doing a role reversal now. So again, close your eyes. You are now a customer walking into a cafe. You recently got a delicious oat milk latte here and you cannot wait to relive this glorious experience. You've been thinking about it all morning and you've already justified this splurge in your mind. The only problem a different barista is working and she makes it completely differently. It tastes okay, but nothing like the last time. So you're left feeling disappointed and you swear off this cafe forever and you now have trust issues that you need to talk about with your therapist. Both of these scenarios are lose-lose scenarios for the staff and the customers. And both of these scenarios may seem like the employee's fault, but these issues are really on the owner and come down to poor training and lack of documented and enforced procedures. So let's figure out how to avoid both of these scenarios, shall we? All right, tip number one, document your processes. So you probably saw this one coming, right? If a procedure is not written down step by step by step, employees will take liberties and fill in the blanks as they see fit. Making things black and white for them will reduce the confusion that we already discussed and lead to a more consistent outcome for the customer. And you might feel like you're being micromanaging, <laughs> but I promise you, your team members will appreciate these clearly outlined procedures that all staff members are required to follow, whether they're a manager or whether they're a team member, consistency is good. We use Google Docs for all of our standard operating procedures. And again, go back to episode 11 if you want more details on how to write a good SOP. And we make them view only to our team. And we also print them out and place them in a binder, a laminated binder. And we're sure to update them as needed so that all of these processes can be easily referred to. So they look at them while they're training and they can also just flip to a page if they can't quite remember how a specific thing is supposed to be done. We also have a very standardized training procedure, like a step-by-step, -step, first you learn this, then you learn this, then you learn this. We have this standardized training procedure that again, stays consistent regardless of who is doing the training or who is being trained. So again, there was less room for cloudiness and interpretation among team members. All right, number two, use video if you can. 
So what's even better than a clearly defined standard operating procedure? A video that complements it. Some people are just visual learners. I know I am. And providing your team members with both written and visual instruction can really help solidify the whole process in someone's mind and clarify anything that the SOP isn't completely clear on. A great example of this is how to steam milk. Some things you just need to see and hear. In our SOP, we always wrote that you should have the steam wand just at the tip of the milk so that it isn't quite submerged, but it also isn't fully exposed. It's kind of hard to visualize exactly what this would look like, right? And it takes time for a team member to physically show them how it's done. And honestly, the best way that we could find to describe the sound that a milk steamer should make when it's being used properly is quote-unquote tearing paper. And again, this is not the clearest analogy, but it's just what we ended up writing in our standard operating procedure. And honestly, fully submerging that steaming wand can cause major problems in your espresso machine, and it costs a lot of money to fix. So this was a really key point of our cafe staff training. So by adding a video, it really helped the trainer and the trainee both understand what the SOP is trying to communicate much more effectively. And again, putting things in multiple mediums will just further solidify and be a lot easier for someone to absorb in their mind. All right, so that wraps up this part one of this two-part episode series. So your play of the day today is to make a list of all of the different processes in your cafe that need standard operating procedures and start mapping out a plan. Do one standard operating procedure a week or empower your manager to do, to do this, but start by making a list. And I found that the best way to accomplish this is literally go through a shift or go through an entire week of shifts and write down every single process that you do. And especially if it's something that's repeated often or like you're feeling like you're constantly explaining to people. So make a list of all the processes that need standard operating procedures. And more importantly, put a plan in place, put it literally on your calendar of when you are actually going to implement this. Because I promise you, you will see a huge difference in employee morale, in employee effectiveness, and inconsistency when you're delivering a product or a service to your customer, which will then lead to better customer satisfaction, more returning customers, and more profitability for you as a business owner. All right, don't forget to tune in for part two of this two-part episode series all about training your cafe staff tomorrow. I will see you then. Have a great day, guys. 